Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Bucks fans! Hey Bucks fans! We are, we back, are live. back live, and, and we have we have uh, another special another guest special guest here with guest us. Here with us. Um, as always, um, as always, my co-host Mark Ramirez, myself, Michael Plus. Tonight, tonight we have James we have Hill, James Hill from, from Mr. Bucks, Mr. Bucks Nation, Nation himself. He is here. He is here. Uh, so, uh, so everyone, welcome, everyone, welcome to, him to uh, uh, live stream. Live stream. And James, and James, uh, how are you doing? Uh, how are you doing, my friend? It's good to see you again, Michael. It's good to see you, good to see you too, man. Hope you guys are doing well in the times we live in. We're all quarantined. Now, so, uh, so uh, hope you guys are staying, guys are staying safe, social, social distancing, distancing uh, you know, and all, you know, and all that. Everybody, jazz, everybody watching the live stream, stream, stream stay, stay safe, out there, safe well. out there as well. Uh, we'll, uh, all, we'll get through this. all get so, through this. Uh, yeah, so, uh, thanks yeah, on, thanks for having me on, guys. It's, 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 so it's good stuff. So it's good stuff. Heck yeah! I mean, I actually first seen you face to face. I guess I, I heard you through our last podcast last year, but it's cool to actually see the guy instead of just seeing you my YouTube little phone. Just saying. I was gonna. I was gonna say, yeah, Mark. This is the first time I think we've ever technically seen technically face, seen face, you know, because you know, it's, it's over a computer. It's, it's over still a computer. Counts. Still counts. Oh heck yeah! Especially in these times that we're social distancing. Oh yeah. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, they're, they're, gonna they're, even having, they're, they're even uh, having. They're even having. Uh, you know, they're they're even you know, having. They're, they're uh, even uh, having you know, press conferences and whatnot over over stuff like this. So yeah, it's it's the times we live in. Times we live in. Getting hacked a little bit supposedly. But, uh, is that right? Is that yeah, right? Yeah, there was a big press conference where there was a little bit of uh, pornographic things, I guess, was going on in the background. And oh, they had, oh, they had to shut no. It down. Zoom stock went down and everything, but yeah, it got it got graphic. Mm. But, Mm-mm. yeah, Mm-mm. <laughs> that's all you could say. But thank God you, we got you here. Let's, let's talk some Buck football, right? So obviously, there was a little bit of news that happened. And it was the Bucks signed Tom Brady. So first of all, give us your initial thoughts and where you think this is going to put the Buccaneers this season. Well, well, you know, my first, thought, you know, my first was, thought was it didn't feel real. It didn't feel real. <laughs> you know, you know. Uh, I actually have a, I actually have a funny story about that. Is um, so I I just became a season ticket holder this past like just obviously a couple weeks ago. And uh, I bought the season ticket a few hours before we signed Tom Brady. And because uh, I thought we were going to sign him. So I thought, OK, well, let me just buy a season ticket. And then we signed him. I thought, oh, wow, this actually paid off. And then they shot up the price by, I think, what was it? Fifteen yeah. percent was what it was. So whenever that happened, I was just like, oh, well, <laughs> OK, there you go. Good stuff. So uh, I was able to get a season ticket there. But uh it still doesn't feel real. Like it's not. It's not going to feel real. I guess until 
it, it won't it probably won't feel real even when this is all over it still won't feel real you know it's like did that really just happen you know it, it just feels like a fever dream so uh i love it i think it's a great move uh obviously our expectations are super bowl at this point you know i would think you know that's obviously what they're gunning for you know you would think at least playoffs so I'm really, really excited about this move. I think it's going to pay off well. I know people do have their, you know, hesitations with age and scheme fit and stuff like that. You know, I always have compared it to Peyton Manning when he joined the Denver Broncos. Uh, I think we're going to be seeing a very similar situation like that where, you know, it's it's an older guy. He's kind of the last piece of the puzzle. You got a young defense who's doing some really good things, um, and the offensive weapons are already there. So I think we're going to be seeing a similar situation like that. Point is, I love it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Mark and I, we're really excited. I think it was just more of, you know, looking at what Jameis, you know, getting on Jameis Winston and what he brought to the team, and he did some good things, but now seeing what you know tom brady obviously is an upgrade in our opinion and you know i think it's i think it's the right move i think it's it's you know it's worth going all in you know this season and going for it you've got the pieces in place you know add some you know add some more depth throughout the draft and i think you got a good team uh ready to win now and you know that's what the goal is of bruce arians and jason light and i i think it's time to finally get this team back in the playoffs and you know what you know, what better way to do it than this year when you have, you know, seven teams in the playoffs in each uh, conference. So you have a better chance of making it. And I think it's time to go for it. Yeah. And yeah. It, and also to add, it's just, again, the Glazers went all in just to get asses in the seats. I said that before. And it's, it's a great business move. It's a great win now move. It's a great overall move. I mean, he still wants to play two years. You got probably the best quarterback ever to play the game to throw to two of the best receivers in the game right now, top 10 at least. So, I mean, numerically wise, I mean, it makes sense to just go for it right now. Besides right tackle, your offense is loaded. So, obviously, Tom Brady saw that. He's happy about what he has here. So, I think overall he's happy. Defense is all young, back together. We could be making some noise. I mean, we just eliminated the – big problem which we had which was turnovers this guy is not going to hurt us he's going to do what he knows in his capability to do and that's if it's a dump it's a dump it let the the playmakers do what they can for you right right yeah i i agree man uh it you know it's two year two year window now you know i mean that that's it's what Bruce wants, you know? I mean, he said when he first got here, he says, you know, I'm going to win a Super Bowl and then retire, basically. You know, that's that's what he's wanted since he came here. So it doesn't surprise me. It, it, this is, you know, this is definitely, you know, you, what you guys said, upgrade from Jameis Winston. Uh, I think any team would probably rather, most teams, except for like maybe a few, would rather have Tom Brady than their current quarterback. You know, that's just a fact. Uh, the fact that, you know, we got a coach who was able to lure in Tom Brady, you know, and the team, actually, you know, not just the coach, but the team as well. It all had to be good enough to lure in Tom Brady to make Tom Brady say, yeah, I think I can win a Super Bowl in the next two or so years with this team. You know, that's that says a lot about the current makeup of our team, you know, not just the coaching staff, but the players as well. Uh, this team was ready to go. And Tom saw that and said, you know, what? hey, let's let's go. I think I can win a Super Bowl here. So 
I think it'll be cool. I think I think it'll be good. Um, I know I know this Skype thing's doing it again. Um, <laughs> there it goes again. Uh, right. But but yeah, the, the, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Uh, you know, and another thing too, which I think really has been understated, and I want to hear your guys' thoughts on this. But Jason Light. You know, I think he deserves a lot of credit here for what he's been able to do the past couple of off seasons. Because um, due to his relationship with the Bruce Arians, that was part part of the reason he came to Tampa Bay, and that chained up with Tom Brady wanting to come to Tampa Bay. You know, so J- Jason Light, I feel like deserves a lot of credit. A lot of the playmakers that the Bucks have right now, Mike Evans was drafted by Jason Light, Chris Godwin was drafted by Jason Light, OJ Howard was drafted by Jason Light, Ryan Jensen, Alex Kappa, uh, Ali Marpet, Donovan Smith. Ronald Jones, all these guys were brought in, Cameron Braid, you know, all these guys were brought in by Jason Light, and that's all part of the appeal that went into bringing in Tom Brady. You know, I feel like Jason Light also deserves a lot of credit here as well. Plus, you can take it away first. I always talk too much. Yeah, no, I, I agree, James. I think, you know, looking at what Jason Light has done, yes, obviously there's been some mistakes, there's been some ups and downs as far as construction, you know, construction of the roster, but for the most part, I think he's done a good job as far as putting together a team that he wants and can identify as far as fitting his style of personality. Um, I think he finally got the right head coach to, to fit what he was trying to put together and run the team how he wants it to be run. Um, I think there's a couple, you know, disagreements from previous coaching staffs and, you know, especially, um, you know, the dirt cutter staff and there was disagreements between coaches and scouts and, and, you know, how, you know, personnel decisions came about. And I think finally now with, with uh, Bruce Arians on board, I think they see more eye to eye. And I think you're finally seeing a team put together the way that he wanted it to. So, yeah, I mean, credit goes to him. I think he's done a really good job of getting um, a, a win now team. And I know Robert Green in the chat doesn't like okay. that term, but but uh, it's a team ready to win. And I think it's not for just this year, but I think it's for years beyond because they're going to continue to add pieces for this year, but also for the future. Yeah. So, I mean, also with Jason Light, I mean, I think he's done a pretty good job. Everyone points out the Roberto Aguayo. I mean, obviously that was a shitty pick. I mean, everyone, and even like the 2016, I believe, the Noah Spence, Hargraves, that was just a, a wash of a draft. Ryan Smith's the only one. He's, he's the only one left. I, yeah, I thought, he was, I thought he was going to be gone. And then all of a sudden, he, I thought he was going to want to find starter money, but uh, he came back, he, he's... I guess that's the the pool of Tom Brady. Because remember, everyone was saying uh, free agents were calling. We haven't really found one yet, but t- there's still time, mm-hmm. right? But either way, yeah, he's he's drafting overall well. Maybe it was just either the quarterback wasn't executing the plays properly, or just the coaching staff wasn't organizing plays or schemes to what their players' strengths were. You don't know which one. I mean, you can't blame all on one. You can't blame all on the other. Just same thing. Like so, everyone wants to point fingers. It's not all Jason Light's fault. I and mean, there's there's like a trio of quarterback, coach, and GM that all have to do their job. And if one of them messes up, all of them can look like shit. Yeah. Well, one thing I thought was interesting too is with like Cutter and his coaching staff. You know, Alex Kappa. Ah, you know we're not going to play Alex Kappa. We're going to play Caleb Beninock because that's perfect. Uh, you know, Ronald Jones. Ah, we're not going to play Ronald Jones. We're going to play uh, Peyton Barber because that's perfect. Uh, and I, I love Peyton Barber. But but as soon as Bruce gets here, he says, you know what? I like Alex Kappa. We're going to play Alex Kappa. 
that worked out pretty well. You know, oh, we like Ronald Jones. We're going to play Ronald Jones. That worked out better than what people thought it was going to be. You know, so it's just like you give these guys opportunities. You give them chances. Players that Jason Light is drafting, uh, and it just works out. So, Michael, like what you said there, it's like the, the synergy between Bruce Arians and Jason Light, I feel is a lot better than what it was with uh, Cutter and Light. And, and that isn't to say that, like, oh, they hated each other because – Light was part of the reason Cutter even got the job in the first place. You know, when they fired Lovey Smith, they said, hey, we're going to promote Dirk Cutter. Jason Light said, yep, let's do that. And, uh, you know, it, it just didn't work out. But I think in terms of having an understanding of what Jason Light wants out of these players that he's drafting, Bruce Arians is doing a way better job uh, than what Dirk Cutter was doing. So, yeah, that's definitely a plus for Jason Light. And it's actually, you know, really benefiting him because it's starting to show, like, hey, some of these guys that he's been drafting lately – don't write them off as bust because they're starting to get some work in. Yeah. Well, well, the, in the chat, they were actually talking about Rojo. So, and you mentioned him already, him and Kappa. But do you see Rojo as a number one guy or do you see him as a, not a bell cow, because there's not many bell cows in this NFL nowadays. I mean, but do you see him as like a 1A, 1B with supposed we're, we're looking at running backs too? So, I'm I'm biased. I've been pounding the drum for Ronald Jones pretty much this whole offseason uh, to the point where I, I've even, you know, strongly taken the point of, you know, we don't need to add a starting caliber running back. You know, uh, I would have been perfectly fine if they would have brought back uh, Peyton Barber. You know, he went to Washington. He's making way less money than I thought he was going to make, by the way. He really didn't do himself many favors uh, not taking the Bucks deal last year. But, uh, you know, I, I feel that in terms of adding a starting caliber running back, they don't need to because I think Ronald Jones can be that guy. You know, we saw it last year. You just give him the ball more and he can do some pretty darn good things. And I feel like Brady's going to help him out a lot as well. And Ronald Jones, you know, he can't do it all. He, I don't think he's still a super solid receiving back. I think he can do it better than, you know, some people give him credit for. But Obviously, if you have the option to go out and get a different guy, maybe in the draft, you go out and get somebody like that. That's what I feel the Bucks need right now is more of like a solid receiving guy. Dari Ogunbowale did that last year. He was fine with it, but you do have the chance to upgrade on that. So I would say in terms of Ronald Jones being like a, a three down back, no. If they're adding a compliment, yeah, you can add a complimentary back. But I still think Ronald Jones should probably get like – I would even go as far to say like 75% of the touches in the running back group. Um, Cause I, I think he's earned it. I think he's really going to have a big year this upcoming season. what do you think, Mike? No, I, I agree with that. I, I think Rojo, you know, I think he's got a lot of talent. I think it just, it's taking time for him to mature. Um, you can see him coming into his body now. I mean, you've seen this, you know, the, the photos on Twitter and stuff of him, you know, working out and stuff. And he looks like in the best, best shape of his life. So I think it's just taking some time for him to mature a little bit. You know, he's still a young guy. I think he's only 21, 22 years old. So, you know, I think as time goes, I think he's going to continue to get better. Obviously, I think the pass catching ability has, has much improved, and I think it's there. I think obviously it's going to come down to pass protection and, and, and those kind of things where he understands, you know, where guys are coming from and understand where to pick up the blitzes and stuff like that. So if he can do that, I, I think he'll be fine. Um, but yeah, I, I still think the Bucks are going to take a running back, um, specifically high, probably second round or third round, 
just because of the, the class that it is this year. And I think it is a good class. Now, I think they can wait and, and, and get a guy on day three and you get a guy like, you know, Darrington Evans or Anthony McFarland or, you know, one of those guys that, you know, could come in. D, uh, I think it's DD Dallas from Miami yeah. or DJ Dallas, DJ. you know, DJ. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have those guys on day three that could come in and be those complimentary backs, I think, very well to Rojo. So they have options, but, you know, I keep hearing the Clyde Edwards Solaire and I, you know, I really like that name. And I think that could be a really good, you know, guy to pair up with, with Rojo going forward. Well, my, my biggest thing with Rojo, he's had one year of split carries where it was like he would start getting hot and then it would stop. So, I mean, give him a little bit more of his, his share of the carries, right? I mean, Cutter didn't do anything with him. And then B.A. still with his, oh, I, I want someone who knows how to block. He still did very well. He had games where it almost looked like he could take it over, but he would get holding calls and it, it would erase like a 150-yard day, right? right. So yeah, exactly. if he did that much from one year to the other, imagine what year three could look like, right? I mean, so it's look at progression of players. I mean, someone in the, in the group chat was talking about how they would want to draft his replacement, Rojo's replacement. I mean, after pretty much one year of production is what you've seen. I mean, yes, his first year was a wash. That's probably because of the coach. Let's be honest. The second year, he showed a lot of that's, promise. That's a fact, Mark. Right? That's a fact. I mean, just I'm just trying to be a, be the middleman between angry fan and logical fan, right? So, I mean, it's just give him more time to develop. I mean, he's still – he hasn't shown you what he can really do. And right now, whatever whoever you draft, he's still going to be behind the curve of what Rojo knows already. And Rojo's learned Peyton Barber had no no shame in saying, oh, bro, I'll teach you how to block. I'll, I'll show you anything you need to know. Peyton Barber, I love the fact that he was that type of player. He didn't want to hold anything back. He was going to share it because he wanted everyone to do well. And best of luck for him in Washington, like you said. But I think Rojo has plenty of potential in him. He has the, He's the speed guy. And if Everyone likes uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, so do I. Some people like Cam Edward or Cam Akers. But to me, either way, he's going to be our speed guy. He's going to be the home run threat. Yeah, we may need a catching back, a guy who can catch one like Deion Lewis or James White from the Patriots, and maybe Brady gives that input. But like Plus was saying, like you were saying, he could improve. Again, this is a progression, right? But, yeah. Uh, one, one, guy I, one guy I love in the draft uh... – Antonio Gibson out of Memphis. Yeah, yeah he's right. good. Uh, I honestly, it's gonna be t- it's gonna be tough to decide where he goes. Like his stock could easily rise pretty quickly. Yes, you know, to the point where it's like you know you think like oh third round it's a slam dunk. Oh, it might not be a slam dunk. I mean, you know, pass catching running backs are can be pretty valuable, especially in today's NFL. You know, I mean, look at look at like the the Kansas City Chiefs is a great example. You know, they don't have traditional like you know let's run the ball a ton their running game was actually just as efficient as the bucks game was last season in terms of their overall rushing numbers the big difference though is that you know their guys can can catch the ball a little bit better you know and that's kind of what they were aiming for since their offense is just super pass heavy anyway uh so pass catching running backs are definitely a valuable thing i know a lot of people wanted Dion lewis in free agency i thought we were going to get Dion lewis uh mark i know you said earlier um that a lot of the free agents you know were calling to join the bucks 
but the, but they never mentioned that the Bucks were interested in any of them. You know, just said, "Oh, guys are calling." But knowing Bruce, Bruce Arians is probably saying, "Like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> stop calling me." You know, uh, but but one guy I thought that they were for sure going to be interested in was um, Deion Lewis, and I think there was some interest there. It's just, I don't know if the Giants offered more money. I do not know, but uh, Antonio Gibson in the draft, he, I think he'd be really good. Um, just kind of another pass catching back too. Is Theo Riddick still a free agent? Ooh, that's a plus question. I have to double check. I mean, I, I believe he is. I haven't heard anything as as far as him signing, but yeah, that would be another name that that would make a lot of sense. Yeah, because I I would love Theo Riddick, man. I think that he'd be a really good running back. Uh, you know, whoever they decide to add, be it draft or free agency, because I I think even Jason Light said um, just recently. I don't remember what show it was on. It might have been the Rich Eisen show, but I think he even said, you know, hey, we're still going to have a surprise or two in free agency, uh, which uh, that piqued my interest. So maybe that means that they're going to add a pass catching running back before the draft or after the draft or something along those lines. I'm not sure. But uh, I, and to, to put a nice little bow on my take here. Uh, yeah. If you want to get a pass catching back to compliment Ronald Jones, I don't have a problem with that. But I think that Ronald Jones can be your starting running back. With relative ease, yeah, I agree. I mean, and again, like you're, we're saying in the draft, not first round, please, guide. Please. No, but no, yeah, they they rumors, won't. But I'm just saying. Uh, but overall, I mean, we've done this off season. What Bruce Arians literally publicly talked about his first press conference after the end of the, end of the season, right? He wanted to bring back our three defensive linemen. He did it. He said we're going to look behind door number two for quarterback. He did it, and he found the first option. And we brought everyone back that we needed. And he already said last year we were a playoff team. This team should win and make the playoffs. It was a playoff team. Well, maybe that was the outlier. I mean, I mean, before we go forward with our next question, i got to ask this. Before I ask it, I'm going to say your get-up is amazing. i got to compliment you again. Like that sweatshirt, the Brooks behind you. I love it. Oh, oh, thank you. No, I was really confused for a second. Yeah, the get up, the, the, the sweatshirt, everything. What? On oh. point. <laughs> but, I appreciate but, that, man. I was so confused for a second. <laughs> but I got to ask, were you a Jameis Winston bring him back or have him just go? I mean, I know, I know getting Brady was the biggest get of all, but were you a bring the Jameis back because we really need him? Or were you more like, oh, let's just tag him? Let's just see what it is. Or were you a true Jameis bring him back? Well, I didn't I didn't really mind what happened either way. You know, if he left, okay. That's okay. I feel I feel confident in our coaching staff that we'll be able to get somebody else or in Jason Light. You know, I'm confident in the guys that we have making the decisions to bring in a quarterback who will win us some games. Um so if he left, that wasn't you know, I wasn't dying over it. If they brought him back I thought, obviously, he's not going to throw 30 interceptions again. You know, obviously, things are going to be better. He's 26 years old. We've seen Jameis Winston. He can do good stuff. Um, so in terms of that, I was definitely a fence sitter. <laughs> you know, definitely a fence sitter on that one. Um, but when you look at... You weren't a hater. You know, no, 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 I was not. I wasn't the Jameis hater. I've been called both. Uh, throughout the course of last season, uh, I remember in the t- in the time span of five minutes, somebody called me a Jameis <laughs> supporter, and then somebody called me a Jameis hater uh, within five minutes. And I thought, wow, I, I can't win. 
Uh, and I think that's just the that that's kind of the ultimate thought process on the whole Jameis Winston thing is whatever you say, you can't really win <laughs> in terms of giving an opinion on the guy. You know, you're going to get crap from one side or the other. But, uh, you know, if we had a different option, you know, let's say it wasn't Tom Brady, because that's the obvious like, well, yeah, everything's OK. You know, if, if it was like a Teddy Bridgewater or a Philip Rivers or, you know, somebody else who was out there, I would have been fine with those guys at quarterback as well. I I really do trust the system that we have in place right now. I think that most quarterbacks can flourish. Even whenever Tom Brady came in, he said, hey, this is a group that, uh, you know, a lot of quarterbacks can benefit playing in. This offense, these group of guys, you know. And whenever I see a quote like that, it makes me think like, well, yeah, actually, yeah, a lot of quarterbacks can benefit here. Look at the weapons, you know, look at the offensive scheme, you know. So uh, ultimately, you know, wasn't a hater. You know, I, I liked Jameis, but I wasn't, uh, you know, I, I'm not. We got Tom Brady, <laughs> you know, we, we got Tom Brady. So okay. everything's working out OK. Uh, one thing that is kind of shocking to me is how uh and I'm sure, obviously, it is, you know, given current circumstances, but Jameis hasn't been signed yet, which is really, really interesting to me. Because, um, you know, you've seen all the other quarterbacks get signed. Case Keenum got a contract. Marcus Mariota got a contract. Teddy Bridgewater, Phillip Rivers, Tom Brady. Um, you know, all these all these guys have been getting signed, and Jameis and Cam are the only two out there right now. It's, it makes me wonder, you know, uh, you know what, what's going on, you know? it's It's interesting. All right, well, based on the Jameis talk, let's just bring it up. So him dodging that giant, I guess, punching bag or just throwing it at him. I wanted to talk to you about that yeah. because there was also, you were mentioning it earlier about how Derek Carr kind of talked to him about, actually, you know what? You tell it. You tell it better because I, I didn't see it. So you go ahead and tell it. This was before the podcast. So, so there's a video on Twitter um, that... There's a video on Twitter where Jameis Winston, it was posted by Bleacher Report, where Jameis Winston's dodging a giant medicine ball on a rope, basically. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he's he's swiveling his, kind of his upper shoulders, his head, and his shoulders, you know. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what he's doing, Mark. So, <laughs> David Carr, David, David Carr responded to it. Uh, if it was Derek Carr, this would have been a lot more awkward. Uh, but, yeah. but, but David Carr responded to it and said, you know, Stop paying your friends to train you. I was under a lot of collapsing pockets, and I never had to move my head to avoid pressure. Uh, and Jameis actually fired back. Jameis actually fired back and said, you know, hey, I got nothing but love for you, but mind your own business. I'm paraphrasing, by the way. Go check it out on Twitter uh, for yourselves. But, uh, you know, he said, you know, love you, man. Nothing but respect. Mind your own business. And then he actually posted a clip of uh, a play from film where he was using his upper shoulders and head to dodge a sack versus the New Orleans Saints. So he actually fired back on that one. It was pretty interesting. It was pretty interesting. So the, what what piqued my interest about that interaction was is, is Jameis actually responding to some criticism there. Um, and he's been doing it a little bit more lately. Uh, I've seen him reply to comments on Instagram. You know, whenever he posts something, somebody says, you know, you know cool it on the interceptions, and he'll respond to a comment like that. Um, he's responding to David Carr's criticism here about avoiding sacks and what kind of training he might be doing. Uh, it's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting. I'm not knocking Jameis for it, but this is something that we haven't seen him do 
ever, I think, in the past few years that he's been on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And uh, especially whenever I saw um, the last press conference where they were grilling him, you know, given the usual questions. And he said, you know, the, the line that everybody loves, you better check your sheet because I'm balling. Uh, that's kind of started a weird phase that Jameis is in where it's kind of like he's responding to criticism a little bit more and, and kind of really putting up a defense, which, again, I'm not knocking him for. It must get really annoying. I wouldn't want to deal with all that criticism. Uh, but it is interesting because we haven't seen that before. Yeah, I mean, it, it is interesting. I mean, I think Jameis is, uh, I think, being more vocal, and maybe he should be. Uh, I think, you know, he's defending what he thinks is best for him, and he's defending, you know, his thoughts and, and uh, you know, saying what he wants to say, which is fine. Um, and as far as, you know, the video and, and the drills and stuff, you know, that that's something Jameis has been doing since he's got in the league, and uh, I don't have any problem with Yeah, there you see it right there. <laughs> But yeah, but yeah, I don't have any problem with that. I mean, that's something he's been doing. He's been training with multiple guys um, throughout his career. So, um, yeah, what David Carr said, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. I, I can kind of see like the point of, yeah, you don't really need to move your head. It's more about footwork as far as voiding sacks. But um, yeah, I mean, Jameis is going to do what he wants to do as far as, uh, you know, training and off season, all that. So, <laughs> plus, I guess your uh, Skype is just very emotional. But uh, on my yeah, point, well, go ahead. You're no, no, I agree. You go ahead, Mark. You go ahead, Mark. No, my thing is, yeah. So people were saying that, yeah, in the chat, that Jameis has been really good at looting pressure, and maybe that stuff has helped. To me, yes, he he has a great awareness of where pressure is coming, and he can get rid of get out of pressure, not get rid of the ball, get rid of, get out of pressure really quick. I mean, the Joey Bosa eluding him on the first um, game of the year last year, that was amazing. And he's always had that little feel, oh, there's someone behind me, and he just rolls out, and you're like, how the hell did he know that? So there's there's things where Jameis was elite at, and he, he could get away. It was just his decision-making and holding on to the ball, that Superman mentality that would always kill him at the end of the day. And that... That is where you just can't have it as a quarterback. You got to be able to do what's best for the team because you have ten other guys you're you're in control of pretty much, and you're shit in the bed if you're throwing an interception inside of your twenty. That was my only biggest bugaboo with Jameis, and it and it would happen way too frequently, just way too frequently for me. And hey, best of luck for him. He's been nothing but great around the community. Just a nice guy, yes. I guess now he's, like I was kind of joking, he's unemployed, he hasn't gotten a job yet, so maybe he's getting a little itchy or just, I don't know, touchy maybe. But little, little tense, yeah. little, little tense, you know, a yeah. little. Well, Michael, you made a good point. Maybe he needs to do this because he's gone, you know, ever since he's come into the league, he's been dealing with criticism, you know, for years upon years, it just seems like every season it's something new where people go, oh, well, Jameis messed up on this. Oh, we're Jam well, Jameis messed up on that, you know? And, I mean, if I was getting continuously bombarded on social media for five years about other stuff, you know, either stuff I've done like four or five years ago, something like that, or just something else, you know, I, w I would probably get a little defensive, you know? And, and these guys are human at the end of the day. I don't, I don't blame Jameis for getting a little defensive there. You know, 
Um, but it is it is still interesting to see because it's something we haven't seen from him before, you know. So it is it is very interesting to see this side of Jameis. We saw it, you know, come out a little bit towards that last press conference. Actually, even going back as far as uh, I don't remember what game it was, Michael or Michael and Mark. It might have been Tennessee or Seattle. Uh, but it was it was a tough game, and I believe Gentilane asked one of the last questions of the press conference, and he's you know I think it was like they asked him if he's confident, and he said yeah I'm confident we're gonna win, and then he just walked right off you know, to paraphrase, uh, you know so that was kind of where I first saw like oh you know he's he's getting a little frustrated there I've I've never really heard a response like that from Jameis before so, uh, he's defending himself more, it is good, um, but it does. You know, I, th- I think it is good in some ways, but also does make you wonder, like, well, what changed? You know, what, you know, what, 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 uh, what's going on now to make you defend yourself like this? You know, maybe he's just antsy and ready to start playing some football with it with his new team. You know, well, I, I think, you know, I think one of the things is he's disappointed as as far as his, I think his support group, if you can say, like the people around him. Um, I think they've been poor. I think they've kind of let him down. I think he, his agent, um, you know, made him believe that, you know, he was going to be worth this certain contract, you know, getting 30 or 30 million or more, you know, per year. And he thought the market was going to be, you know, much bigger than, um, you know, what it's been so far. So I think that, that leads into disappointment. I think, obviously, I think the, the criticism from day one, like you said, James, I think has, has finally started to hit a nerve a little bit. And I think that's why he's starting to speak up a little bit more. Um, but he's always been confident. I think that's, you know, that's been one of his biggest things is confidence. Um, and also trust, trusting. I think his problem is trusting too much in, in certain people. And I think those certain people have let him down, uh, to be honest. Um, but we'll see how it goes forward. I think he'll get a job after the draft for sure and be one of those guys that compete for a for a starting spot. Yeah, I just want to move off from Jameis. I mean, the dude has every athletic trait that you want to me, and it's just decision-making. I mean, I honestly hope he does sit behind a guy that can tell him, listen, just play for the other play. I mean, you can lose the game on one play. Like, just keep playing. Let your team help you. This is a team game. It's not just you. And when he realizes that, I think he's going to be a really good quarterback. But I guess the QB whisperer couldn't do it, and Dirk Cutter couldn't do it, Lovey Smith couldn't do it. So I mean, Dirk Cutter was with Lovey Smith, but still, I mean, I bet, can, best wishes for him. But go ahead. Can I say one more thing that's interesting to me about this whole situation? Is uh, again, I believe it was on the Rich Eisen show when when Bruce said. Um, Bruce was talking about it. And man, I really wish Bruce wouldn't have said this quote. I love Bruce. But, you know, he said he almost had it perfect. He said, you know, he, he's he's too honest. He said, you know, you know, we love Jameis. You know, we were fine with bringing Jameis back. It's just that Tom Brady was there. I thought, OK, good. That's a great way. You know, you can stop the quote there. And then he said, Tom Brady wasn't there. Then we would have got <laughs> one for Bridgewater. Yeah. Well, well, hell! Now, now you ruined it. You know, you could have, you could have really saved some yeah. face there. You know, but then you had to say that James was the third option. You know, well, if Brady didn't work out. We would have went and got Bridgewater. Great, thanks. You know, <laughs> way to go, James was the third option. Uh, but aside from that thing, what he said right afterwards was he said, you know, I called two teams. Rich, and Rich Eisen even made a point to say you picked up the phone and called them, and Bruce said, yes, I did. And we're saying, so what did the team say? 
And Bruce said, one of them said not interested. One of them said, you know, thanks for calling. And Rich, Eis Rich Eisen even clarified. He said, did you ask, did you call these teams to be a starter on their team? And Bruce said, no, just to get them on the roster. Which is really interesting to me. If you guys haven't heard the interview, to the people watching the live stream as well, go go look up Bruce Arians, Rich Eisen interview. Really good interview, by the way. Um, that was an interesting quote to me because you, you have a coach like Bruce who's calling these teams. A guy who's an established enough coach to get Tom Brady, you know, because I don't think if Derek Cutter was the coach, I don't think Tom Brady would consider coming here, you know. I think that it was an ultimate combination of the roster and Bruce Arians being the head coach. Bruce Arians has worked with some of the best in the business. Um, and that guy's calling teams and saying, hey, you guys should really consider Jameis Winston on your team. And they're saying, we're not really interested. That's that's interesting to me. Uh, two two questions I've been asking people a lot, and I'm not knocking Jameis, but these are interesting questions to ask, is we talk about Jameis' stats, the 5,000 yards, the 30 touchdowns, and I know the 30 interceptions, but a lot of people have been able to admit that all the interceptions were not Jameis Winston's fault. That's I think that that's fair. Yeah. But, he's, but he's still not signed. Now, what does that say about the perception that the league has for Jameis Winston? Because even regardless of the stats, you know, he's having a tough time right now. Um, but even more so than that, what does that say about the last five years that we've had with Jameis Winston? You know, to whereas, you know, we kept on working with him, kept on working with him, kept on working with him. He hits the open market. He ain't getting a lot of interest, at least as far as we've seen reported. Maybe there's some stuff we don't know about. But those are two questions that I've been asking myself ever since this whole debacle has happened. I mean, what do you guys think? Well, I mean, I, I, I'll answer it quickly because... I just want to talk more about I, football. But... We're, we're really hanging on this one, I, I tell you. Because this is like the biggest drama-filled thing, and it's still lingering. And I just I almost want everyone just to realize, okay, we got Brady. Let's just move forward with our new direction. But, I mean, realistically, it's just, hey, he consistently showed he gives the ball away. And everyone's like, oh, what about the high ceiling? What about the potential? Yes, I mean, there were a lot of things that I liked. He could do anything with the ball. He could get away from pressure he could do he could feel things but the decision making wasn't there consistently and that's the biggest thing a quarterback needs to do he needs to drive you to that point and a lot of people will say about oh what about the injury maybe that's why he's not signed he had a knee scope like a meniscus tear just the recovery on that is very fast nowadays i mean very fast i gave the point there levante david had it what the second week of preseason he played the first game so, I mean, it's not like it's that big. It's not like Todd Gurley, who his knees has been a problem for, for years now, and he still got signed a day after. Everyone's like, oh, it's a one-year deal. But still, he got signed. I mean, if you still have that much potential in Jameis, you're going to sign him just based off of that high ceiling, high potential. So, I mean, to me, he's not going to get a starting job. He's going to get a backup job, and I hope to God he learns from those bad mistakes, those decision-makings that weren't accurate. And just he takes that dump it instead of living to like I need to be the guy that does it because it's this isn't hero ball anymore. This is everyone is just as good as you or better. And I just I want him to do good. I loved him coming out of college, but he's not a Buccaneer anymore. So I'll follow him, yeah. but not not as close as some people do. Yeah, well, I'll put it I'll put it shortly. It's it's yeah. like this. You know, it's hard for teams to put your money into a player that they can't trust. 
and you can't trust Jameis Winston right now. If you don't value the football, then you're not going to sign a guy to a large amount of money. I'm sorry. It's just those are the facts. Uh, but with that being said, uh, James, <laughs> let's let's move to uh, this Buccaneers defense and, and talk. Give them some love. Come on. Now they've uh, they've really come on strong the last half of the year. You know, going back to last season. What do you think they can do this year with all the pieces coming back and Indominus Sue, JPP, Shaq Barrett, et cetera? What do you think their potential and upside is for this season? Well, I love Shaq Barrett first and foremost. Yes. He's my boy. I love him to death. He oh <laughs> man. I got the I got the hold on. I got the signed Shaq Barrett shirt up here. God, your room's right badass. Very nice. Thank you, sir. Hey. Uh damn. Yes. Yeah. So I got the do wait, got a question. I got, Do you have a room like tour on your YouTube? No, not yet. You need one to. day. Like that that's one day. That's nice. Well, it's, even, I, even the walls I, are like almost grayish pewter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, this this yeah, this took some work. I actually have a a thing of uh Brady over here I'll have to show you guys one oh. day. Um but uh you know, Shaq Barrett's great. I don't think he'll get 19 and a half sacks again. I mean, I love my boy nah. Shaq Barrett. But, uh, you know, or, uh, but to get 19 and a half sacks again, it's going to be pretty hard to do. Uh, I still think he can be a double-digit sack guy for you year to year. I think at least, the very least, you know, you're having a bad year. Eight, eight or nine sacks, I think, you know. Uh and that may be me being super biased, but I really do trust Shaq Barrett. I think that he's going to do really good. Bringing back JPP was a huge move. I'm sure they were kicking themselves whenever they restructured his deal to have it end this season instead of next season. Uh, but they still got a deal done anyway, which was good. Um, they did everything. Mark, you said it earlier. Bruce is very honest, okay, to to a disgusting amount um, where you know he just he's so open with the media and he just says we're gonna do this and then they go and they do it <laughs> you know uh it's it's just insane you know we're gonna bring back our front seven they brought back their front seven we're gonna go exactly what you said mark you know we're gonna go look at uh you know we're gonna go look at uh, uh quarterback options they go look at quarterback options oh look there's tom brady okay you know, so bringing back the front seven was so huge. Bringing back Sue was huge. Bringing back Jason Pierre-Paul, uh, Shaq Barrett, you know, it's awesome. It's absolutely awesome. I have no worries about the front seven. Um, maybe William Golston's spot is a little bit shaky. I think that him versus Jeremiah Ledbetter in training camp and preseason, that's going to be an, an interesting battle because Ledbetter almost beat him last, you know, training camp and preseason, uh, but then he got hurt. Um, so that's going to be something to keep an eye on. But, uh, Michael, in terms of my expectations, like what you were saying, I mean, they got to be high considering mm -hmm. what we just did. You know, they, they did good in spite of a lot of stuff, okay? They were given some tough stuff to deal with. All of the turnovers, that doesn't help a defense, okay? You get put in really bad situations, and they still produced some good stuff. I think a lot of the offensive turnovers is what led – to all the struggles that they had in the first half of the season. If you're throwing a ton of interceptions and getting short fields, you're not going to have a good time as a defense. It's going to be very frustrating. Um, so, so I think that now, you know, Mark, like you, you, like what you were saying earlier, we have a quarterback now. He's going to protect the ball a little bit more. 
Uh, that's going to be so, so, so huge for helping out this defense. And I think that they can be at least a top half defense in the league. I agree. I'll follow up with that. Do you do you like the secondary? Do you think this secondary is pretty much in place as far as, you know, the corners and then the safeties? Or you're looking to add maybe another safety here or there? Or do you think the, the corners take that next step and really become um, a legit group? So for the corners, I like them. Carlton Davis, in my opinion, he's hashtag future number one corner. Uh, I really like Carlton Davis. Really wish he wouldn't have changed his number from 33 to 24, yeah. but I, there's nothing I can do about that. Uh, Jamel Dean, I think, has got a very bright future. I think Jamel Dean might have the most upside out of all three of these guys. I completely agree. Given how stupidly fast he is, given his knee injuries, I mean, it's it's insane. You know, the guy's had so many torn-up knee injury problems, and then he just comes in, and he's like, oh, I'm just going to be one of the fastest players in the entire draft. Oh, and also I'm a good coverage corner too. You know, he, he's got so much pr- tremendous upside, it's insane. Sean Murphy Bunting is phenomenal as well. I think at the cornerback group, those three guys, you're good for the next three years, I think, at least until Carlton Davis's contract runs out, and then you got to think about that. Um, but for if you had just Jamel Dean and Sean Murphy Bunting alone, I think you you have a pretty solid one-two punch at the cornerback room for the next three years. But then you add in two more years of Carlton Davis on his contract, and that's just, you know, it's just great. You know, you have a number one in Carlton Davis, in my opinion. You have a number two solid Jamel Dean, who could honestly be a number one if you needed him to in the future. And then you have a great slot in Sean Murphy Bunting. You know, I love all three of those guys. I think that you don't need to muck around with that too much if you want to add like a veteran number four number five corner you can do that as well because in terms of depth it's a little bit shaky you have mazzy wilkins there uh i believe mj stewart is still there as well unless they've moved him to whatever position they want to move him to you know changes from week to week um but you know in terms of the cornerback room i think it's fine don't really have to change much of it unless you want to add a veteran number four number five safety position I like Mike Edwards. Uh, I, I really, you know, I'm really excited for him. He didn't break out in the way I thought he was going to this past season. A lot of that could be due to injuries and some nagging stuff he had going on. I thought he was going to come in and have kind of a honey badger type role, you know, a Tyron Matthew type of uh, transition. That can still happen if you give him a little bit more time, um, you know, and I, and I do like him a lot. I think he could be a starting safety uh, for this team. So you got him, you got Jordan Whitehead, who everybody loves Jordan Whitehead. You know, he's been absolutely phenomenal. He should be one of your starting safeties. Uh, and then you have a couple of guys who, you know, are some question marks. Dakota Dixon. I remember Bruce Arians said Dakota Dixon probably would have started if he didn't get hurt. That blew my mind when I heard that. I thought, wow, okay, he really has some stock put into Dakota Dixon. So that's going to be interesting. Um, I know Ren from the Peter cast was here in the chat earlier. He was a big fan of Dakota Dixon. So shout out to him. Um, you know, and then you have a couple other interesting guys. Andrew Adams is being brought back. I like him. You know, my favorite term for guys like him are like he's a fringe starter. You know, he's a guy who can start if you need him to. So big fan of Andrew Adams, big fan of, you know, most of the safeties we have here. Uh, but I still would add a veteran safety if we have the option to. I think that's one of the things Jason Light was alluding to when he said, you know, we have a surprise, in, you know, or two in free agency. Tony Jefferson, I mean, that's kind of an automatic 
you know, thought process of, you know, hey, this guy's played for Bruce Arians before. He's done some really good stuff. He's 28 years old. He can be that veteran leader that you need. Um, that's that's kind of where I think that they should move towards. You know, you don't have to add a ton, but just add maybe one veteran safety, maybe a Tony Jefferson, and I think that that secondary is pretty set. No, I mean, I really like the potential of our defense moving forward. I mean, just if it just stays the same as it was last year, it's a, a really good defense. I think it's going to only grow. I mean, Devin White only growing, not only his leadership, but his play on the field. Um, you got Carlton Day, Sean Murphy bunting. People were saying, oh, Drew Brees is going to work him or something like this earlier in the chat. But I'm like, he was a rookie coming from, was he Was he even Division One? Was he Division Two? No, he's he was, Division One. I mean, it's real smaller yeah. school. He didn't face SEC talent. And then as the year got on, he got better and better and better. I mean, he just showed talent in his tape when you went back and watched him. And I saw somewhere on Twitter where it was John Spitek saying, oh, we don't look for the popular pick. We look for the right pick. We're not trying to say yeah. we're smarter than everyone else. We're just saying this guy fits what we want. Sean Murphy Bunting was that exactly. And everyone's like, who? Who's that? Oh, my God. The LSU guys there, uh, forgot what his name was. Greedy Williams. Yeah, from, they went to the Browns. Why don't we take him? And then now, Greedy Williams looks like he wasn't the right pick for the Browns. And then Sean Murphy Bunting just got better and better. Pick six against the Lions. I mean, yeah, against the Lions. But either way, the potential is there. Like you said, same thing with Jamel Dean. I love Jordan Whitehead. I think we've been talking him up for years now, since since the draft. Um I think the safety position, if Justin Evans actually comes back, we're loaded in it. If he doesn't, okay, I'll allow Kendall Beckwith. I mean, it sucks, but still, that, that dude's the only like center fielder we have at the safety position. And if he comes back, look the hell out because our defense will be special. But, I mean, I think it's just maybe one or two pieces away from being a great defense. And the offense is just... Everyone wants a right tackle. Okay. And that's going to be our probably next point for the draft. But plus, I'll let you take away the defense one more time. No, I was just, I agree with James. I think the the, uh, the potential uh, for the defense is through the roof. I think there's a lot of good things that are on the rise, especially with the coaching staff that they have in place and Todd Bowles. And I, I think, you know, Levante David, Devin White, I think are, are going to be studs together. So, I think there's going to be a lot of good things uh, coming from the defense. Vita Vea, just awesome. <laughs> it's, it's great. Oh, you better, you better Can it. I just say? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I it's funny because I always have these on hand. Uh, I always download the transcripts from a lot of the, uh, the press conferences that are done. Okay. Uh, and Jason Light actually said this during his uh, combine press conference that he had towards the end of February. He said, you know, they did a good job of developing Jamel Dean, Sean Murphy bunting. If Justin Evans comes back at this point, it would just be a bonus because they're really confident in their safety room. Yeah. You know, that's straight out of the man's mouth. You know, I mean, so. One other thing I wanted to touch on real quick before you did that point. Bruce Arians does say he gives away a lot, but then he also like, does salesman a lot during the season. Like the crap of the Matt Gay kick. Oh, we wanted him five yards back. No, you... He could have... No, no, like, you no. didn't. No, I shit the bed. I, mi- I missed a timeout or... So maybe he just didn't want to put blame on someone else, so he just made up a yeah. lie. But 
overall, like, he usually gives it away. Like, even last year with Devin White, he, oh, we really like those middle linebackers. Like, mm-hmm. but, I mean, hey, B.A.'s, I love the dude. Like, a lot of people are iffy, I guess, sometimes about him, but I, I think he's awesome. But go ahead, go ahead, finish your point. Um, well, real quick, the thing that's interesting, too, is he gives a lot away, but he still gets it done. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, he still says, oh, we love this guy. Okay, we're going to go get him now. And there's nothing you guys can do to stop us. And it's like, oh, okay. You know, so it, it's just, it, it's it's interesting. You know, it really is interesting how he just goes, we're going to do this. Okay, we did it. You know, it's it's <laughs> it, it's it's nice because it's just like, you know, hey, he just tells it to you how it is. Here's what we're doing this offseason. Then he goes and he does it, you know. I mean, it's nice, you know. He doesn't beat around the bush, you know. He just... Yeah. It's it's very refreshing it's how forthright in. he is. Yeah, it's very refreshing, you know. And then <laughs> it's weird because you would think like, why don't team just be like, huh? Bruce is just kind of telling everybody what they're about to do this off season. Maybe we should uh, try and plan, you know, try and like if we're trying to get the same players they're trying to get. Maybe we should try and you know work on that. But then they just somehow end up with the players they wanted. So mm-hmm. it's 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 interesting. It's cool, but. Uh, yeah, you know, even Jason Light says that they're insanely confident in their safety room. Justin Evans would just be a bonus at this point. Uh, that's going to be something to keep an eye on with Justin Evans. I'm getting a little worried about how much time. He hasn't played in, what, a year and a half? Yeah, it's been a while. You know, he's reaching, you know, and I'm not saying this as a, as a joke. I'm serious. He's reaching Kendall Beckwith territory. Yeah. And that's really scary because, you know, that's not good. You know, that's just not good. That means he might not play. You know, so I'm, I'm hoping he's okay, uh, can come back healthy because he's a former second round draft pick, and I think that he could do really good things in this defense as well. Okay, so yeah, so it looks like we agree as far as the quarterback position. We agree as far as the defense goes. Um, you know, a lot of upside there on both sides of the ball, especially the defense with a lot of youth and, and talent. Um, so now looking at the draft coming up, which is you know less than two weeks away, I'm going to throw out some names for you, James and. <laughs> throw some names out that and, was unexpected right <laughs> but uh i'm gonna throw some names out here we go so mm-hmm. let's say these guys are available at 14 you have jedrick wills you got javon kinlaw uh and you got henry ruggs what what kind what player are you taking and, and, and why jedrick wills javon kinlaw and henry ruggs jedrick wills give me jedrick wills offensive tackle uh, you know, I love Javon Kinlaw. I really do. I, I, it's weird. At the beginning of this whole offseason, I went, okay, Grant Delpit, he'd be a nice pick. And then I went, but Javon Kinlaw, though, I mean, he, good Lord. Uh, <laughs> you know, and then I, then I got on the offensive tackle train and I thought, okay, I'm, I'm stuck here. But I keep on thinking about Javon Kinlaw, man. Okay. I basically forgot about Grant Delpit. Uh, but, you know, the, the whole Javon Kinlaw, God, oh, Oh, no, Michael. Javon Kinlaw, Indomitian Sue, and Vita Vea. That's that's a cheat code. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just not fair. And I know Bruce's biggest thing is he's been saying, you know, we're going to be fine. Defense. We've got a defense. Doesn't matter who the quarterback is because we've got a defense. So Javon Kinlaw is insanely enticing. But ever since we brought in Tom Brady, I've been all about Operation Protect Tom. Uh, you know, we got to protect this man at all costs. He's 42, 43 years old, whatever it is. Um, you know, 
you got to protect you got to protect Tom Brady, Jedrick Wills. I think he should be the pick. Um, regardless of, you know, if Henry Ruggs or if Javon Kinlaw is there, okay? Both those guys would be phenomenal. Again, it would just be like adding cheat codes, okay? Because Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Henry Ruggs, come on. Um, but, you know, you got to protect Tom. You just lost DeMar Dodson in free agency. You did add Joe Haig to a little bit of a cheaper deal, $2.5 million deal. I think he can do some good stuff. But just keep on adding in the trenches on the offensive line, okay? The defensive line... You you already added. You brought back the guys you wanted to bring back. You know you still have some solid pieces there. Just just added the offensive line now, and I think you can really do some good stuff with Tom there if you just protect him. You know, so I would still say Jedrick Wills. Can I make an argument? Okay. Sure. So I mean I know everyone's on this O line craze. It's just so you're. Are we thinking of that with Jameis Winston as our quarterback? Or are we think, thinking that with Tom Brady? Because, I mean, Jameis was the one holding on to the ball, and that's why people were thinking, we need an O-line. And then everyone thinks, oh, we're five, seven-step drops. So Brady's Mr. Checkdown. Everyone says it. I don't know why I've been quoting so damn much, but Mr. Checkdown, <laughs> right? So, I mean, if he's Mr. Checkdown, he's going to get rid of the ball faster. His, his O-line last year was way worse than our O-line was last year. And I think our O-line's pretty good, actually. Our, our left side, Dominic Smith... I don't know why so much people give him so much crap. He's he's average. He's not great. Definitely not great. He's good or above average. I mean, you got Marpet. Everyone knows he's good. Jensen, you know he's good. The right side, okay. Kappa, and then you have a hole at right tackle. If it's just one area, okay, It's it could get filled. It doesn't have to be your first-round pick to me. But if Jedrick Wills is there, I'm a huge Jedrick Wills fan, so I probably would go with you, but... It just, I think people are just so hung up on, okay, we need, we need. I mean, we ran a poll. It was like almost a thousand people said we needed a right tackle first. And I'm like, hmm. yes, but if a Javon Kinlaw is there to me, or maybe even a Henry Ruggs, I'm not one for Ruggs, but if Javon Kinlaw is there, I'm taking Kinlaw over, maybe over Willis. I, mean, I like Willis a lot. I like Willis a lot. Mark. Hey, I'm just saying, like, our next video, Mark. our next video will be on. Jedrick Wills, but I'm just well, give me let, a, give, let give me, me a up. let me switch up the scenario uh -oh, here. So uh -oh. let's let's S say S the S offensive <laughs> line, <laughs> let's say the offensive linemen, the top four consensus are off the board, which I think is very likely. Then you're looking at Javon Kinlaw maybe being there at 14, but really why I said receiver potentially at 14 is because that's what you could be left with and you're looking to you know trade down for a team that wants to you know go up for one of those receivers but let's say the bucks can't trade down you know and they're and they're forced to take you know maybe they want to take the best player available and that is a receiver and you add a guy like a, a jerry judy a henry ruggs or a cd lamb um to the arsenal and and, and you know give more weapons for tom brady and why not and that would give him a better chance of getting rid of the football and maybe you don't need a good offensive line so you know, that's just something I was I was throwing out there. Um, I think, you know, they will have offers to go back if they want to trade down. But, you know, looking at it from, you know, that point, you know, obviously <laughs> Javon Kinlaw might be your best option if those top four offensive linemen are off the board. But, I mean, we really don't have a, a good idea of, like, what teams are preferring right now because of this process and how it's all kind of, you know, upside down right now because of what's going on. But, um, I was just throwing that out there. I think that could be a realistic option uh, for the Bucks going forward. 
can I can I ask? I I don't want to have you guys reveal what videos you guys are doing, but I I will say I I do love your like tape reviews that you do of players. Both you guys, you do a phenomenal job with that. Um, which ones do you have lined up here in the future in terms of draft prospects? Oh, Jedrick Wills is the next one, the very next one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, after that, we'll probably yeah. be a quarterback. Okay, so there you go. I'll be keeping an eye yeah. out then, because <laughs> maybe maybe you guys can convince me on some stuff for certain players. But I, Michael, to your point there, um, it would kind of be like the OJ Howard pick that they made, wouldn't it? In yeah, a way, exactly. You know, kind of in a way of like, hey, we've got Mike Evans, we've got Chris Godwin, we just lost Brashad Perriman. Um, where is it? Hold on. Hold on, I'm pulling out. I'm pulling out wait, the quotes. Wait, uh, you better you better check your check your sheet. There you go. See, there you go. They asked Bruce. Here I love it is. This. I love the preparation. They they asked Bruce about what he loves about the draft prospects, and he he literally just said, you know, who do you what position group do you love? And he just went wide receivers. Oh my god. He goes, I love them. He goes, it's, you can literally find any kind of wide receiver you want in this draft, you know, yeah. which is which is so – Bruce loves his wide receivers, you know, and much like what you said you guys alluded to earlier when you said, you know, he was very forthright about how much he loved the linebackers. He's saying the same thing for the receivers right now, you know. Um, so that could definitely play a part into it, you know. I, I guess I wouldn't count out them taking a wide receiver in round one, Uh I still think it'd be more likelier than them taking a running back, um, oh, no. but but uh, you know I, I, if the tackles aren't there, uh, and Javon Kinlaw is, I would obviously take Javon Kinlaw. But if the tackles and Javon Kinlaw aren't there, and then you can't trade down, that's a tough situation. That's like Michael. That's like doomsday scenario. <laughs> I really don't want us to be in that situation if like we can't even trade down. Uh, that that will that will be tough. That's why even now you get the rumors of um, the Bucks possibly trying to trade up to get one of these tackles. No, oh, you know, that. you know, <laughs> Mark, you don't like that. No, I mean, I don't think they. Can. I think I think people would be like, oh, it's the win now move, but it's like, okay, Tom Brady's here two years, but it's it's also your whole franchise for after Tom Brady as well. I mean, even Tom Brady talked about that in his little uh, two hour news conference with. Uh, Howard Stern. I mean, it's like he understands why the Patriots are moving forward. He's very old. He's, he's in this like statistic where it's like, okay, he shouldn't be producing how he should, but he is. So they have to move on and keep moving. That's what the Patriots have always done. So, I mean, we've got to keep thinking not just of the now, but of our immediate future and prolonged future. And we can't just keep doing for the next year, the next year. And that's where teams just get shit on every year. So, I mean, I definitely am not for trading up. I mean, at all. Trade back as much as you can. It's going to be probably way harder with this Zoom draft that they're going to do. I I doubt deals will be able to be made. If they are made, they're going to be some weird deals. Like where it's like, how the hell did they get that player or that, that many picks? It'll be something funky like that, I would think. Because it's, there's you don't have everything with you. You have to be making calls like, oh, can you see if this is good? If it's not, I'm just going to do it. Right? I mean, this is an age where no one knows. So I would not trade up. I would either take whoever you want. If it's your best, highest player on your board, who the hell cares? Like like John Spitek said, it's not the popular pick. Again, with the air quotes. But it is, if it's your pick that you love and you think he's at that value, take it. 
James, you you want to talk? Ch chat, <laughs> I chat. I just want to say, stop freaking out. I'm not saying I want them to trade up. I'm just saying they're. It's a rumor. Stop it. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> I see everybody freaking out in the chat. They're going, "Oh no, I'd kick some dogs." Yeah. Robert, I'm looking at you, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Did he just don't, Mark, don't <laughs> add to this. <laughs> no, I mean, but still, like, hey, I mean, we are close, but what one mm. player do you think, I mean, even of the top four linemen, everyone says the top four, to me, Jedrick Rules is that, and he's supposedly rated below a lot of other people because of potential he doesn't have the, the size and length as other guys have or they have a guy that's ready to go right now if you're, you're saying the the tom brady win now scenario i was gonna say i mean hey bruce just might think well if we win a super bowl in the next two years this is this isn't my problem this is gonna be byron Lefkowitz's <laughs> or todd bull's problem we'll i don't it, care right? yeah you know he's like see you later guys byron have fun and byron's like wait what and then he doesn't have a first round pick or something like that you know it's just like oh okay doesn't have a quarterback you know That's bruce don't point. care bruce he's not gonna care. be here <laughs> i mean that that'd be the ultimate just byron i love you but I'm retiring. Good luck. Tom's retiring too. Have fun. See you later. Bye. You know, who knows? But uh, I don't think they will trade up. But it, it's, it's you always got to think about it. I don't know. Maybe they'll it. trade up for Javon Kinlaw. Who knows? You yeah. said it though. You you said those words. I said it was a rumor. You know what? <laughs> What's in <laughs> that Nike drink? What's going on? Apparently it's apparently it's uh it's it's something that just makes people attack me in the chat. <laughs> yeah, there is. I'm like looking at it right now, freaking out, James. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm like I so. Know. Protect not, your puppies. That's all I guess. Right. Say. But uh. Oh yeah. <laughs> all right, but but before I let you all go, I mean, I I know I've had you all long, but I know you you've only listened to a little bit of it plus, but. James, so the Tom Brady and Howard Stern two-hour conference thing, listen to it. It's on YouTube or it's XM Radio for free, I think, because all this COVID-19 stuff. But there are some good little anecdotes. I mean, I'll play a little clip. A lot of us listen. This is him. You were talking about players that you trust and stuff like that. Or actually, let me play a funny one first. It's a quick one. I can't imagine how these guys, I mean, one day you'll write a book about how they must have sucked your dick to get you to go to Tampa. How many, t I mean, they must have come in and wined and dined you. I am so fascinated by that. For this guy, Bruce, to get you on the team. Yeah. <laughs> right? Tom Brady could even hold it in. Just bust it. Howard Stern is a madman. <laughs> Howard Stern is just literally insane. Like Jesus. Hey, but that's that's what I loved about it. Like Tom Brady was laughing and he was even swearing. He was saying whatever the hell he wanted to say. It was more like a locker room talk than anything. Like the press conference when he was shown to the Buccaneers was the most awkward. We talked about it before the the show. Like awkward, weird. Oh, hello. Well, we're going to do well. Like he, he acted like something that wasn't natural. And this was totally like talking he to me. He's nervous. Like, Oh, he ain't never nervous. Well, in I terms think. of like, he sounded kind of like unsure, like not unsure of the situation. You know what I mean? But like, it was kind of like he didn't have a full grasp of 
who he was talking to and what was going on. And like, I don't know if stuff was cutting out on his end or what it was, but like he, he sounded, he had a weird thing in his voice. I don't know. Wait, wait, before I go to the next Tom Brady clip, do you, or do you not like William Golston group chat? It's in the YouTube chat. So this, oh, this no. is a make or break. If James so, is, is the man or not. I mean, if you're Mr. Buck I... Nation or not, go ahead. Oh no. <laughs> if I get this wrong, do I have to delete my YouTube channel? Uh, um, so yeah, William Golston's fine. I mean, you know, you do a lot worse than William Golston, you know, you do better, Javon Kinlaw, uh, you know, but, uh, he's fine. He's making a lot of money. Good run stopper, you know, not as, not as good of a pass rusher, but he's good run stopper. He's, he, he had an underrated year last year. Actually, I do want to say that, uh, I think he only played like four. 44% of the snaps on the defensive side of the ball. They were rotating in Rakeem Nunez, Roche, uh, and some other guys as well, the defensive end spot. But he did fine. He was, he was a big part of that run defense. You know, it was fine. Did I say the right answer? I think that was <laughs> yeah. the right answer. I mean, yeah, he's a serviceable player. I mean, is he a great starter along the potential of Kinlaw? I don't think so. But I think he is good enough and worthy of it. He could be an eventual starter, but would he be at the potential and caliber player that Kinlaw could be in my opinion I don't think so but let me keep going with the Brady stuff this is another funny uh actually no the rest are actually legit so this is Brady talking about just stuff about trusting players and his input on who he has around him I would say you know I don't I don't have any trust that this guy can you know help us you know, win the game. I mean, I can definitely express my opinion to say, if you put him out there, I'm not going to throw him the ball because I don't, right. you know, the whole team is trusting me right. to, to, to do what's right by the, the team. team. So you can't put someone out there that I don't believe in. Cause if I don't believe in them, then it's worthless for the team. It's a like common sense stuff. You would think a quarterback would know, right? Can I say something on that? Go ahead. Bruce Arians, I think it was week 16 after the game, they asked him uh, about some of the wide receivers that they had on the field. And I'm sure they're all great guys. I'm not going to knock any of them. But Bruce said that Jameis trusts some of these guys more than I trust them. Mm -hmm. I believe was the quote, right, Michael? Yeah, you're right. Right, right. Uh, So so that, look at that, that falls right in line with what what, uh, Brady's saying here. If you're going to put a guy out there, and I don't, I don't trust him to help us win the game. I'm not throwing him the ball. You know, that that sounds right in line with what Bruce Arians thinks as well. Uh, you know, he may have said that Jameis was a little bit too trusting to some of these wide receivers, you know. Uh, not obviously the big guys that we have, but some of these, you know, backup guys to be nice. Um you know, so that that's that's interesting how Tom Brady and Bruce Arians' philosophy on that pretty much syncs up perfectly. I like that. Yeah, I mean, and it, it goes to the credit where some people are like, "Well, he got people some contracts, like Perriman." I mean, but right, then, I saw that. But then he, I mean, you're just like some of the throws he would literally just throw it looking the other way, like the the toss up. What game was it? Was it the Colts game? <laughs> Where he just threw it, threw it up in the air. It ended the half, I believe, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Yes, it was an amazing play." Where he caught it right at the the end of the back end. It was Perriman, right? Yeah, Perriman caught it back at the end zone, and I was like, "That was a hell of a good play." But still, the dumbest decision I've yeah. ever seen. 
That was a home game, I think, game, right? I don't know if it was yeah. the Colts game. It was. It, a, was it, Texans, it the Colts game? Texans, Texans game, I think it was. It was Texans yeah. game, I think. So I'm just like, God, like, yeah, it, it was an amazing play, but like, that's where people are like, oh, that's the Jameis effect. I'm like, but still, that you can't live and die by that. I mean, if you're doing that every time, then that's a dumb decision. I mean, it just it just is. Well. Well, couldn't you also make the argument that it's like, well, the wide receivers make Jameis's throws look better? Yeah, you can. You know, you can make that same argument. You know, so that's kind of a little tick for tack. Uh, you know, but Humphreys, Bray, Perriman, you know, I mean, yeah, he, you know, those guys are getting paid. Perriman's making $8 million. Humphreys is making $10 million. We just saw Humphreys. He took a big step back in Tennessee. Yeah. I was shocked by that. Uh, even Bray now, you know, He's still a good red zone target, but he's, he's obviously not being used as much as he has been in the past. They had to restructure his contract. Um, I think it's a little bit of both. I think both both the wide receiver and the quarterback make each other look good, you know, in certain situations. But yeah, there there was a lot there was a lot of stuff where you know you would too many times last year. You know, we'd sit there, we'd be watching the games and say, "Oh, God, Jameis, what what was that? What are you doing?" You know. You know, every game, I feel like it would happen at least twice, right? You know, you were just like, oh, gosh, what was that? You know, so that is that is interesting. Um, that is that is definitely interesting. But to go back to that quote there that Tom gave about some of the guys, that's going to be an, an interesting dynamic. Because I, I even heard a soundbite one time from Tom back when he was in New England. He was like, dude, do your job or I'm not throwing you the ball. You know, he said that to his group of receivers. I think it was actually last year he said, he's like, I'm not going to throw you the ball if you're not going to do your job, you know. And that's going to be interesting because I think Jameis, he's a nice guy. And he may be too nice, you know, maybe too detrimental. I can't picture Jameis Winston saying to, you know, a fourth, third or fourth string wide receiver, hey, do your job or I'm not throwing you the ball. <laughs> you know, you won't have a job much longer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Jameis would do that. Yeah. He has the power to. I mean, you're, you're, you have the ball in your hand. You're making the, the, the decision, right? I mean, right, right. But I, I just don't think he would explicitly say that to somebody on the sideline. He may not throw it to them and just say like, "Oh, I don't know," you know. But you know, I don't think he would just walk up to him and be like, "Dude, I don't care. I'm not throwing you the ball." <laughs> you know, like, "Good luck. See you later." You know, like it sounds like Brady was, you know, Brady was legit saying that to people. Man, that's 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 i think i think that's a good attitude to have it gets your guys fired up of like oh crap you're not throwing me the ball i better run a better route i better catch this ball you know what i mean so right yeah. and, that, and that's going to be the expectation this year uh with tom brady as quarterback i mean he's going to demand things from his players he's going <laughs> to demand them to do their job and and uh he's going to make sure they do it he's going to hold guys accountable um and he's going to hold himself accountable so that's where I think the biggest impact Tom Brady's going to have on this roster, this team, uh, is just his leadership and his ability to make sure guys are being accountable and doing what they're supposed to be doing and understanding where they're supposed to be on certain plays. And I think you're going to see less miscommunication. Um, I think you're going to see guys on the same page, and that's going to lead to better results and better efficiency for this offense, which is going to take this offense to the next level. Yeah. All right, one more, Brady, before I let y'all go. I wanted right. to make a decision I thought where I could really excel as a player. You know, that's what it came down to. Where could I yeah. where could I really excel and achieve and bring my best out? How can a team, you know, which environment would be best for me to really excel in? 
And, you know, I chose this one, and, and time will tell, you know, what kind of decision that's made. And I, all I know is what I can put into it, and that's that's the process that it is. So well, you better fucking I win. I, mean, like I don't want to put pressure it. on you, Tom, but you better win. I mean, uh, these guys are banking you on know, you. Yeah, Howard told it, right? I, <laughs> yeah. I mean. Hey, he's right. You got to win. Yeah, well, you know, not even just that, too, but, like, you know, and he even said that in his, his introductory press conference. He said, you know, this is a system, the offensive scheme, quarterbacks really can benefit from being in this offensive system. And we've seen it. You know, even Jameis Winston looked good in the system minus the turnovers. Right. Um, you know, he led the league in passing yards. He was second in passing touchdowns. You know, Jameis benefited from it. Carson Palmer, Andrew Luck, Ben Roethlisberger, Peyton Manning, you know, all these guys have looked good in a Bruce Arian system. So Tom's probably seeing that. I don't know if Tom called these guys. I don't know what Tom, you know, I don't know what Tom did or what his process was. He may have called some of these guys, you know, I don't know. Um, but, you know, he, he was probably looking at the situation and going, okay, every quarterback who's been in this system has done pretty good. I've got all the weapons I could ever want. You know, I, Mark, I believe you said it earlier, you know, two, potentially two of the top ten wide receivers in the NFL. I mean, I know Mike's already up there. Godwin, you'd think he's at least, you know, top half. You know, he would be a number one wide receiver on a lot of teams pretty comfortably. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, pretty yeah. darn comfortably. Uh, I, I can only think of maybe a handful of teams where he wouldn't be the number one, you know. And that's, you know, that's that's just how it is, you know. Uh, so he's seeing that. He's seeing, okay, I've got a tight end who's basically a wide receiver, just insanely larger, you know. This guy moves like a wide receiver, and he's built like a tight end. What the hell is that? That's okay. You know, that's awesome. You know, and, and another big thing, too, is I've seen a lot of people criticize the offensive line. We talked about this earlier, the, them taking an offensive tackle in round one. I still think that should be something they considered. But that's something Tom Brady considered when he came to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Because Tom's not an idiot. Tom's one of the smartest players in the NFL. He knows that he needs to have a good offensive line. He needs time. He The weapons are there. How does the offensive line look? He saw the offensive line. He thought, okay, I can work with this. Ali Marpet. Ryan Jensen, they're two of the top guys at their respective positions, left guard and center. Alex Kappa had a phenomenal year. One tough guy, played with a freaking broken arm for half a game. I couldn't even fathom doing that. Um, Right tackle and left tackle, that's where you get a little bit of some question marks there with Donovan Smith, you know, being Donovan Smith. And, you know, that's that's always going to be a question. Uh, Right tackle, we've already discussed that. So, you know... Tom coming here, you know, he exactly put it perfectly. You know, he thought about it. He thought this is one of the best places he can thrive given his age. He doesn't have a lot of time left, you know, and he thought, well, this team's ready to win now. A lot of these guys are still on some pretty decent deals. You know, we got probably two years here before we can go, you know, before, you know, we really started got, we really got to start paying people. So let's just go for two years, you know, so I, I agree with I agree with his take there on why he decided to come to Tampa Bay. Yeah, and he better fucking I do it as well, right? Yep. He better win. He better win. You know, I guess. <laughs> well, that that was something else too. Uh, the expectations just for Tom himself. You know, it's all about. I, I want to prove that I come in without Belichick. That's the big thing. 
You know, that's what everybody's been speculating as to why Tom Brady wanted to leave New England. And I wouldn't blame Tom for saying that because a lot of people think that Belichick made Brady, not the other way around. You know, that's been a very common thought process. But holy crap, can you imagine if Tom Brady at 42 years old takes a team with a history like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I love the team to death. But Lord knows we ain't got the best history in the world uh, and takes them to playoffs, if not Super Bowls, you know, while he's here. That's insane. We'd be partying in the streets. You know, we'd probably be partying in the streets if we had a, 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 you know, a playoff berth, let alone winning a Super Bowl. You know, they'd be they'd be having statues of Tom Brady at, at one buck place, you know. If he wins two Super Bowls, hell, give him two statues, you know? Uh, so that's kind of where Tom is sitting. What I think, I don't know, but I would imagine if I was Tom Brady, I would think, you know, this team's really set up to win right now. I want to prove I can win without Belichick. I want to prove that I'm, you know, the guy who made the Patriots, not the other way around. And I'm going to go take this crappy, this team with a bad history and win some championships. So, based off Super Bowl, let me just add this real quick, Bless. If Brady gets us to a Super Bowl, I want all of, that is, Bucks Nation, and head by Mr. Bucks Nation, all of, I wasn't old enough to drink when we won the Super Bowl. I want all of us to just enjoy this run, if we do get there. And I'm going to be the one holding whatever the hell it is, whether it's a Crown and Coke, whether it's a beer, whatever the hell it is. I'll be high. I'm ready. It's been way long overdue. I was not old enough to. I guarantee there's a lot of Buck fans that aren't either. We need to enjoy something again. We were we were enjoying going to drafts. Like that's how sad it is. We're, we were happy to go to see Jameis Winston being drafted in Chicago. That was a, a highlight as a Buck fan. A first mm-hmm. overall pick. So I'm I'm ready for the other spectrum, like a Super Bowl run. Like let's please see that. But plus, take it over. No, I was going to agree with that. I think, you know, what James said is is absolutely right. I think the expectation should be high. I think Tom Brady has high expectations for himself. And I think there's a, a team that he feels can, you know, win right away and win for not just this year, but years after. And I think Tom Brady can still play at a very high level. Um, you know, and that's probably a, another film study that we're going to do down the road is, is more in depth of Tom Brady because – when you look at the film, the guy has been playing pretty much the lights out. I don't see any decline as far as numbers go, you know, over the last couple of years. So uh, I'm excited for what he's going to bring to Tampa. And I think Bucks fans should be as well. And I think they are, as you can see, you know, you know, season tickets are going up. You know, he's got the highest selling jersey right now. I mean, there's a lot of good things going on for not just I got damn flies in my face. But, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, I think I think it's going to be really good. And I'm excited for this season. Uh, I just I think we got the pieces in place. Now we got the draft coming up less than two weeks away. Uh, we'll see what how they go about it and how they add and uh, you know make a very complete roster um, going forward. Yeah, chat. I'm 24. Leave me alone. The babies. I got really? a baby face. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Super well expectations. Uh. It, it's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. It's going to be real interesting. I want to ask you guys, have you gotten it's a Tom Brady jersey yet? Go ahead, boss. 
I'm sorry, I missed Tom, the question. What do you say? Oh, have, have you guys gotten your Tom Brady jerseys yet? Oh, no, not yet. Well, because mm, everyone said it's such a long delay. Might as well just wait until things are actually working. Yeah. Season 8 here anytime I, soon. I saw one that said, oh, we'll get it to you by September. Yeah, <laughs> September, yeah right? the season's going to start. Why not, why not just wait until you go to the, the team store and just do it then? It's probably the same price. Yeah, or, or I'd rather just go to somewhere in the mall. You know, go to a local store and just pick one up there. You know, they're going to be getting them. Yeah, I'd rather just do that. Get your old Trent um, jersey and put uh, Brady over it. <laughs> yeah, we 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 haven't talked about the uniforms yet. But what do you just uh, real quick? I want to get your guys' thoughts on it. What do you think? I think they're great. I think you know, super clean. Um, you know, it's the Super Bowl era with the like little modern twist to it, and you know, I, I think they look fine. I think the helmet really matches well, you know, with the uniforms, and I think that's you know that's what matters. And I, I think it it all looks really good. Um, and as far as jerseys go, personally, I'm not a big jersey guy. I'm more of a polo, you know, t-shirt kind of guy. So, but, um, but yeah, I think that, I think the uniforms are good. Mark, what do you, I mean, like they went classic. This is pure bliss. I'm just being honest. I I love this look, but other than the classic look, I mean, to me, everything looks great how it should look. And Hey, you look good. You feel good. Let's win some games now. It took the Glaciers five years for them to say, you know what? Yeah, you guys are right. (laughs) <laughs> these suck these old these old uniforms suck let we're, you know the ones that we have right now suck let's go back to the old ones um michael you said you're a t-shirt guy yeah polo yep perfect well hey i'm Pull happy over. to let you know <laughs> happy to let you know that on the buccaneers shop they actually have uh t-shirts that look like uh jerseys so you can get a t-shirt look at awesome. that isn't that great that's what 35 I mean. 35 bucks man i i, I got a, a couple that's of them deal. Wow. Yeah, cheaper, man. So, cheaper option, brother. Yeah, yeah so if, if for those of you who are watching right now, if, if you hundred bucks a jersey, that can add up, especially because you know you obviously want to get a Brady one. You know, you want to get a couple of other players. If you want to go to the alternative route, you can get some of these T-shirts that they have on out there right now, thirty-five bucks a piece. You know, I'm gonna be getting a couple because you know it's, I'm, I'm I'm cheap like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it, it, I like them, man. They're good colors. They're clean as hell, like what you guys were saying. Pewter ones, gosh, people are drooling over the pewter ones, aren't they? I am. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess I guess that's my knocking that we need to end this soon. I didn't realize there it was already 11, 11 o'clock. But other than that, yeah, I'm one of the ones drooling over the pewter colored. I mean, I think it's been long overdue. I even love the color rush. I mean, anything where it's just that much, I don't know, just the pewter is just for me. But Oh, the pewter ones are great. I love them. Thank you. Well, other than that, yeah, I guess that was my call to let's wrap it up. So, <laughs> I guess with that said, James, thank you very much. This it was that damn good that we just kept talking. That's how good it was. I think everyone was just staring at your background because I love it too. Thank you, I appreciate that. Can I just say, guys? By the way, uh, one, thank you for having me on. Two, I am so happy that you guys have joined YouTube. Uh, welcome. <laughs> I uh, I love what you guys have been doing on here. I've watched some of your film breakdowns already, and I've watched some of your live streams, I have, uh, videos, and whatnot. I absolutely love them. Uh, please make more videos. We need more YouTube content creators out here in these streets. It's pretty barren, so thank you for having me. Thank you for being on YouTube now. It's greatly appreciated. Yeah, James. No, thank you. Uh, it's been awesome, and we'll be sure to have you back on and. Thank you for uh, you know checking out our content and yeah this is just the beginning for us so we're happy to be on YouTube and 
um, you know, happy to uh, do future collaborations with you, with yourself as well. Of course, of course. Well, I was going to say also, you guys, your stuff's so, it's good. It's really good. It's like really good. So it's great. Keep it up, guys. Seriously, I love it. Thanks. I mean, James, you're the originator. I told you this before. I mean, we're just following your footsteps pretty much. So, I mean, thank, thank you for showing us the way. Hey, let us join you, right? That's all, that's all we're doing. We're, we're all in this together, right? guys. It's going to be a really good year. I it just, really is. I just need from, to get it's too barren. From, from fans to content creators, we're all going to be having a lot of fun, okay? Hell it's yeah. going to be a really good year. So it'll be great. It'll be awesome. I'm looking forward to some um, – do you guys think you're going to be doing like preseason or regular season film breakdowns? Yes. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait to see the Brady breakdown because it's still not going to feel real. Whenever I whenever I hear both you guys saying, I seen him when Brady threw this ball here. Look at the placement. I'm going to be like, wow, oh, my gosh, we could actually talk about this now. You know, <laughs> it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. I literally can't. I still I want to see him in the jersey. I want to see him talking with Bruce or just anything. Jenna Lane asking him questions. But hey, it's, it's in due time. Let this stuff blow over and we'll get there. But other than that, James, thank you again very, very much. It was amazing. And Buck fans, thank you for tuning in. All the questions. It was a live chat. And other than that, we'll catch you in the next live stream. Other than that, go Bucks.